Welcome to episode 13 of Lil Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Well, you know, Tina, we've talked about this young man many a times on the podcast. We refer to him as our executive producer because I think that he is our executive producer. He is, yes. This is a real thing. <laughs> this podcast, believe it or not, has an executive producer. So we are talking to the president of Dolphin Democrats, Alfredo Olvera. As president of the Dolphin Democrats, he leads by example and inspires folks to action. An advocate for the LGBTQ plus community, Alfredo strives to help elect pro-LGBTQ candidates while also ensuring access to voter education. He he also works hard to combine efforts with other local grassroots organizations to further build community engagement. And most recently, Alfredo helped organize a team of volunteers to show up at the polls for several local candidates, as well as the Biden campaign here in Broward County. So welcome, my dear friend, uh, Alfredo Olvera. Thank you for being here. Wow. Thank you for having me. Can I carry you around just to say all those things for me? Every time I enter a room, yes. I want to be introduced like that every single day. Well, you know, our dear Tina is a wonderful writer, so she's very good at this. I don't, well, the, the, yeah, the two of you can do it. I don't care who does it as long as they do it. That's all that matters. Uh, yes, I am. I am the uh, Another one of those unpaid positions, the executive producer of the Mug Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to do it. I know, I, and all I do is just keep you, keep you ladies in check uh, when you don't tell me what you're talking about. But it's always <laughs> a pleasure to help fantastic women like you and and just you know help you be, be successful. Uh, you guys do so much for the community, so much for your friends. Uh, I've been waiting, uh, to be honest, uh, this, I should have been episode one, but I'll take episode whatever this is. That's okay. Uh, yeah. No hurt no, no hurt feeling. You're right. I'm so sorry. I'm ashamed, actually. I'm actually ashamed. And every time we talked about bringing Alfredo on, he would go, I don't know, talk to my publicist. I'm like, oh, shit, we're being shut out by our own executive producer. But listen, so the reason why we really want to have you here is because if you are involved in politics in Broward County or involved in any aspect of political anything in Broward County, you know Alfredo Olvera, and he has his finger on the pulse of like what is happening here. Yes. And I have to say, no shit, like the wisest pe person I know. Like every time he goes, girl, this is what's going to happen. It's exactly yeah. what happens. It's always like, and correct. Like, How did you know that was going to happen? And so, uh, and also a good person to be with like election night because he'll go, listen, this is what, you know, he's very positive, like, okay, this happened, but we're going forward. And so, yes, we had to have him here to talk about 2020, the election. We are here Thursday night. This comes out tomorrow, Friday, the 5th. Let me see. Sorry, the 6th. And we still don't know who's president. So yeah. How are you feeling, Alfredo, about all of this, this shenanigans right now? I, how I, I'm extremely calm. Mm. I, I'm completely okay with what is happening. I mean, the words of uh, uh, Rihanna, uh, count every single vote. <laughs> we'll wait. She posted something on social media that I copied today. Uh, and I'm okay because you know what? It doesn't matter what the president is saying. These, I am so impressed and so amazed at what these secretary of elections in most states are doing. They're making sure that every single vote is counted. It's democracy. We're watching democracy happen. But we already knew this. We knew that mm -hmm. we weren't going to have 
results right away yes. because um, um, Boba Mel and, you know, that little thing that happened earlier this year and it's still happening, COVID. Mm. So um, we knew that and I'm okay with that. You know, the process is going the way it's supposed to be going. And uh, sometimes we just have to, you know, practice a little patience. That's all. And, uh, and I think this is a good lesson for all of us. I know we would have liked the results uh, on Tuesday night or maybe yesterday, but to be honest, I don't think we're going to have a definite result until like Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I have it, I'll be honest too, I haven't watched the news. I've been, uh, um, after election night, I watched the news yesterday for three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night, and, uh, and a couple minutes today, because all they do is just give us opinions. Yeah. And these are people that really like, you know, they're super smart and super intelligent, but they have to sell a product. And I sort of, you know, trying to stay away from that right now. Yeah. But yeah, no. So to answer your question, um, I'm calm. I'm, I'm okay. You know, uh, um, Biden is up and that is important. I truly think that Nevada might give us a win. Uh, right now, I believe, if I'm correct, we are about 12,000 votes mm-hmm. uh, up. Yeah. And uh, Pennsylvania, you know, there's still, it's only 89% reporting. They yeah. still have 11%. And from what I've been reading, I do read the news, though. From what I've been reading, it's uh, a lot of the votes are in very democratic uh, uh, areas. Yes, so that's, that's correct. And, and you know what would be, the surprise would be Georgia. Mm. Oh, my God. I the, so, the fact that Georgia was called... I mean, Arizona is well cold and then and then sort of pulled back. But I, I said today, if Georgia ends up going blue and Florida didn't, I'm... I mean, t- thank you, it, Stacey Abrams, yes. by the way. Yes. You know, who for two years has been killing it in Georgia, trying yeah. to get their shit together. It's amazing. Yeah, Georgia Georgia right now is... Uh, uh, Donald Trump is ahead by only like 9,000 votes. Yeah, it, it is. Which is crazy. Gosh. It, it, it's insane. I, I find all these like really fascinating. However, <laughs> this shouldn't. However, <laughs> this shouldn't have to be this way. I mean, come on, for the love of God! It's like it's in between what's right and wrong, and I the know. fact that we mm. are some of these states are like so close. What is wrong with people? I yeah. mean, that's haven't okay. we learned from for this? this no, and that's what, anyway. so. So that's what I, you know, I know that you are, you know, because we're opposite. You're very always like this is, you know, cool, calm, collected. I'm my hair's on fire, and so when <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So what I I needed it to be overwhelming. To me, it doesn't make sense if it's not overwhelming. Yeah. How is it not overwhelming that we're voting him out of office? And it's just as shocking to me. Although I guess it shouldn't be. We know, know what we, this we, country we, is steeped in. Yeah. So I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that this many people voted, but we've all been eyes and ears for the last four years. So it's yeah. just, it's, it fucking makes me nuts I, that it's not overwhelming. I, I feel the same so way. I tell you, I can tell you why. I'll tell you why, you know, like you said at the beginning, I spent 14 days at the polls. Yes. And then mm-hmm. I spent all day on election day at the polls. And here, here it comes down to me to education and misinformation. I think the, the Democratic Party has done a very poor job at educating people and also communication. We're not defending ourselves. In Miami, yes. every single uh, uh, Hispanic person, Latin, Latinx, Latino, however you identify yourself, has been made believe that the Democrats are socialists yes. or communist and as president of dolphin democrats i have experienced it myself i see the comments on our page and they're unfounded because 
sometimes they don't even know what socialism is. They, they don't, they don't know. even know what communication is. They, they, people don't have an idea. Let's, 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 you know, you, you all remember Gore v. Uh, Bush. Mm-hmm. And there is a fantastic, a fantastic documentary, 535 votes that everybody should watch just to have an idea. So that was 20 years ago. Now, remember, a lot of the voters, they didn't even, they don't even know Bush and Gore right. were right. or are. Uh, so, so they have no idea of what happened. And, and, and it, this whole ta- tactics of the, Demo- of the uh, Republican Party, it's nothing new. This has been happening for many years. And some of the same figures that made that fiasco happen are actually right now in, uh, in Donald uh, Trump's team, mm. which is crazy. It yeah. is insane that, that we, 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 our short-term memory is so bad. Yeah. Uh, and 20 years might seem like a lifetime, and it is, but it, it wasn't too long ago. Well, listen, it really wasn't too long no, ago. We, ha- we have an episode 45 that just came out yesterday that um, I covered the, the election of 1876. It's the same thing. And guess what? One of the states, yeah. there was four states that was an issue. Guess which one was? Florida, of course. Yes. Even 144 <laughs> years ago, we still didn't have our, we were swampy uh. as hell then and we're still swampy as hell now. So, I mean, it, it, none of this changes. It's just the players that change. But it's always about power holding on to power keeping the folks that that should have a voice keeping them from voting voter suppression everything else i I wanted to ask your experience at the polls this election season and did you have any inkling based on what you witnessed at the polls that things would be as close as they are especially in south florida well uh, uh, let's let's clarify something i was at the polls in broward county which is completely blue (laughs) <laughs> so yes. Broward County showed up and, and, and we showed up strong. We might not have gotten all the results, but I mean, with the exception of Western, who uh, has a large uh, Latino influence uh, right now, a lot of, I know a lot of Latino people who move in there. So they're believing in this, you know, socialism, uh, Democrats are socialists. Uh, the rest of the county pretty much voted accordingly. I was a little surprised about District 93, which it goes from uh, Deerfield Beach all the, way, all the way to the airport and a little bit like a mile, two miles west from the beach, uh, that the gap in between those two candidates, it was in favor of the uh, Republican. It was larger than the last election. Mm. More people voted for, for, for the incumbent Republican than for the uh, 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 candidate on the Democratic Party. Um, I think it was like an extra 4,000 votes. But then again, you know, incumbents have it easy. They have a record. So it's, uh, I'm not going to criticize any campaign. But His record isn't great, though. That's the thing. <laughs> not in a blue exactly. county. No. But then again, then again, so you asked me what was happening at the polls, and yeah. here's what was happening. People, and, and I have this conversation with the two of you before, it is time for people to take responsibility. And I had this conversation with uh, Hillary the other day. And I said, the party cannot fix all the problems that we have in our lives. These are conversations about racism, these conversations about, about uh, uh, what the government can do for us. It can be on the party. That's like just sending uh, your kids to school for the teachers to teach them about values. That's in the home. You know, you teach your children uh, about the values, uh, uh, of how they should behave. Uh, it goes the same. We're expecting too much for the party, and I think that's mm. part of the problem. We, we should start taking a little bit of accountability and responsibility for the way that we vote. We need to start having conversations with our friends, 
not arguments, actual right. conversations with our friends, and, and just saying, hey, let me explain to you what socialism, let's have a, convers- a, a healthy conversation about this. But we are so quick, we are in such high alert that we're so quick, we trigger very easily. Yeah. We're like, what do you mean we're socialists? Uh, no. Uh, so what I saw is a lot of misinformed people. Um, on my first few days, I had the opportunity to talk to a guy who kept saying, well, uh, Donald, uh, Joe Biden is going to increase my taxes. And I said, sir, with all due respect, that do you make more than $400,000 a year? And he says, God, I wish. I don't even make near that. And I said, well, then you won't have to worry about it. I said, how about I direct you to the Joe Biden campaign website? And so you can read more about it. He said he voted for Joe Biden. Uh, but that was just a tiny little example mm-hmm. about just policies between the candidates and what the candidate stands for. Then we went into like um, people didn't know um, where to vote on election day. They oh. come in thinking that that was a precinct. They yeah. just don't know about it. Uh, oh, some goodness. people during the early voting, I had the opportunity to vote uh, to, to speak with this lady. And uh, she said, oh, I'm here to register to vote. I just moved from Arizona. And I said, oh, dear God, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the book's closed on October 5th. Oh. And she said, oh, my God. Uh, she felt so bad. She was like, like, she, like, literally, like, I could see the disappointment in her face. I could feel it. And I said, well, let me help you try to find and see if you were registered, ever were registered in Florida, because she used to live here a while ago. So um, I checked her name, and she wasn't, and just I just contributed to her disappointment. <laughs> um, as I'm talking to her, she's telling me that she's from Puerto Rico, and as Latinos, we have like two names, like four or five names. Yeah. So I said, wait, how many last names you have? And, uh, and she says, I have two last names. So I put in both last names, and guess what? She was registered to vote. Oh, my vote. God. And she, was able, and she was able to go to vote. But the lesson, the moral of the story there is people don't even know where to go look. They just yeah. go to the polls without knowing what to do. Mm. That is the job that the parties should do yeah. inform educate voters that is the job that the supervisor or secretaries of elections do we spend so much more things than we don't educate voters partly it's because of voter suppression yeah like mm-hmm. who do we want voting and and another part is also like i said it's, it's, it's voter responsibility i mean come on you know our bank accounts Mm. We we probably log it into bank accounts every single day to see how much money we have in there. <laughs> um, most of us, at least. Uh, why don't people take that same responsibility with their vote? Right. Um, That's a long answer. No, no it's, that's great. It's, it's a great. perfect answer, though. So let's talk about Florida and how the party here, because it is about voter education, but it's also about the appeal of the Democratic Party and the way... I always feel like Republicans have a very clear message and it's like three issues and this is who we are. Yeah. And we told the line and we, we, you know, we eat our own almost. Like if you don't vote the way they want to in Tallahassee, they throw you out of that party. And and so like what is it about Democrats? Is our messaging too broad? Um, have we been missing the mark on the communities who we should be, be appealing to? Like what is it? I mean, because let's be honest, yeah. Miami-Dade was a complete 
shit show. It was. And we lost a lot of seats that we had. There's seats that are way too close. There were U.S. Congress seats that we gone, lost. Gone. And, and what is, what are we, what's, how are we as a, how is the Democratic Party missing the mark with messaging? Right. And. An appeal. And what do you think the messaging should be? Oh, that's a loaded question right there. Um, let's start with the party. Uh, the party doesn't, the, the leaders of the party don't look like the state. Not the voters, number one. Um, it, it, we don't have a four-year plan because the chair of the party gets elected for four years. We don't have a four-year plan. We have an election year plan. Mm. That's number one, the problem. Now, Miami, the Democratic Party is very diverse, and I think we're missing opportunities. We can't, Thank God for black women, let oh. me tell you. Because when time. I was at the polls, I was every white black woman Every black woman was going in to vote. But if we didn't have black women, probably the result would have been like a little. 90, 91%, 91% voted for Biden. 91% wow. of black women. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, isn't and that and I, think it's, I think it was 40% around 40% of white women. No, 55. It's higher than what it was last oh, it was. four years ago for Trump. Okay. 55% voted for Trump. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I was saying 40% for, for Biden of white women. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that would make sense. Yeah. Sorry, Alfredo. Go ahead. So, so no, no, you're fine. So, so when it comes to messaging, when we have a community that comes, a state where there's a lot of Latinos, a state where there's a lot of uh, people from Haiti, there's a lot of Black uh, uh, Americans, your message can't just be one. It has to be uh, directed and targeted to that community, to the needs of that community. I get it. The party should have a message overall, and that's what bylaws are and what the party stands for. But what the people in Miami need is different from what the people in Tampa need or what the right. people in Tallahassee need. So we, we, we have to, I think the whole thing has to be revamped, to be honest. There has to be a general message, and then we have to do better education and training for uh, for the different DECs, which is the county chair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let, let's talk about let's talk about Broward County for a second. No, we have Jewish community. We have the Haitian community. We have the Latino community. We have white folks. A large number of senior citizens. You can't tell me that we're going to tell everybody the same thing. Right. It's impossible. It is impossible. We got to do better at messaging. That is the biggest problem with Florida. We can't wait until election day. And, uh, and there needs to be better training. You know, this, this whole thing of, of I'm going to encourage my friend to run for office, got to stop. But mm. your friend has to be really good. Yeah. We, we can't just like support everybody just because they want to. You don't go ahead and tell your friend, oh, yeah, just go open, open a shopping mall. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to it. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, I truly think, you know, until, until, uh, Laws change. Uh, politics is a business, and we have to deal with it. And, uh, and I think we are in the business on, or, or, or we should be in the business of winning. Right. And um, and we we and should right already now, we're not right. And we should already know who's we should already have people in mind for those Senate seats coming up in in two years because the Republicans build the bench. Yes. Yeah, the Republicans know. Right. They know what seats they know who's going to come up. And I feel like two years out, we have no idea yeah, who's running against who's, who's going to run against Rubio, who's going to run against Rick Scott. You know, like we should already have an idea 
of who should be in those seats or who should be moving up from another seat to run for that seat. And then who would fill that seat that's going to be vacated? Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't, I don't think we have that. No, I want to say one thing that goes back to my other point um, earlier, uh, which is border accountability and responsibility. Can we stop it with the cancel culture? Mm. There's not a perfect candidate. There is not. There's never going to be a perfect candidate. And until we don't stop with that, we are always going to lose. There's no such thing as a perfect candidate. These right. are, we're electing human beings, not machines. And, uh, and it is sad. It's, um, we have somebody that we know today, we know very well, all of us on this call right now, uh, Jelani Harvey, who oh. if you don't have on your podcast, you should bring him. Yes. He's so calm, cool, and collected. And he also supports that. And when I saw today, I was like, I read, he posted something on Facebook. He, and yes, I'm like, oh my God. I saw that. It was Jelani perfect. And I, it was so perfect. It, they, they, you know, the Democratic Party, some of the points, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote him here uh, because he deserves all the credit on this. It's one of the things that, one of his uh, 10 points, it was uh, beware the political consultant class. Mm. It is so true. The party believes so much in the political consultants yeah. mm-hmm. and don't believe the people. Yes. You've got to <laughs> stop with that. It's garbage. That, there's <laughs> gotta, an incredible Orlando Sentinel article today talking about how much money was spent on consultants, people who aren't on the ground doing yes. any of the fucking work. Yes. I mean, it's incredible. It's crazy. Oh, dude. And they always get paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for nothing. And, you know, I'm back to the... <laughs> For nothing. Back to the cancel culture is a purity test, and 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 I know Hillary, you and I always get into this. Um, like <laughs> it, and we we probably when when Biden uh, was the nominee, I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't need to fall. I don't need to. This is the one thing Republicans do better. They don't fall in love with the candidates. They fall in line. Yeah, they do. And and that's why they always win. They don't care. I mean, we have proof now, right? Well, I mean, yeah, with, I mean, 45 we, we, we don't have to go that low. We don't have to go that low. But also, we, we, we don't have to expect a perfect candidate. And, and I think it's time for us to really, you know, as voters, think, what do we want? Do, do we want to uh, find that unicorn? <laughs> or do we actually start winning and pass laws that will help yeah. future generations? Because right now, we can continue to hire consultants. We can continue to cancel everybody. We can continue to have purity tests. But one thing that we're not going to do is win. Well, first if of all, if we don't talk to the actual voters, we're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, here's first, a, of, all, first yes. of all, this is like, <laughs> you don't have to talk to us about perfect candidates. We host an entire podcast about really <laughs> crazy, horrible. Like, <laughs> we know the stories, honey. We know. Yes. But the thing, you're right. We were not too keen on Biden. We made it very oh clear my God. on the for, podcast. For several episodes. Probably 20 episodes ago, five in a row, we were like, yes. oh, my God, oh, my God. But you better yes. believe that guy got my vote. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and we did say that. I mean, I yeah. did say, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be making phone calls. I'm going to be doing yeah. whatever. And I did. I, I have to say, I, I made course. phone calls and I texted. And I mean, uh, so what do you think? So you became a citizen not that not that long ago. How long ago was it? Three or four years ago? It was five. It, it was uh, actually four years ago. Okay, so four years ago. So you then got into this political game here in Broward um, in two, right after the 2016 election, and in just a very short period of time, have kind of climbed this ladder. But due to 
like hard work. Yes. You're very intelligent and smart and you know what you're talking about. You know how to pull people together, to organize people, to build a group. The Dolphin Democrats has just been member, the huge membership numbers yes. and like, amazing. and they do so much. I mean, from, um, the, the governor, this is going back two years ago, but doing, um, you know, the forums for people to come and hear, meet all the governor, uh, candidates. meet the governor candidates. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, always events they're always really great events for the community mm-hmm. voter outreach yeah, yeah like you've done it all you've done yeah, it all. yeah so i wanted to know as someone who became a citizen not that long ago and started getting involved do you think that was an easy process for you do you think that as a community we uh are open to for people to come in and get involved so i'm gonna tell you the short answer is no but mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you why i became a citizen um uh so I became a citizen in 2015, right when I found out I was, uh, 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 for those listening, I was a, a legal resident because you have to be a green card holder for many years before you can actually become a citizen. I, I was politically aware, but not politically involved. I mean, um, I truly enjoy the Obama years. And uh, when I found out, I was super excited about, about Hillary Clinton. And, um, you know, it was such a tough, race to lose because in my opinion and i know probably one of you is not going to agree with me i think she's still the best qualified <laughs> candidate that we've ever had mm. her accomplishments are so amazing and some and anybody needs to watch these uh, documentaries on her but anyway this is not about hillary clinton we can have another <laughs> podcast about her. but when i found out about about donald trump running i'm like literally sitting at brunch with my family and i'm like i need to complete my citizenship application not because um not not because i'm like it is time but it's because for, for what i saw that it was going to happen to this country i am from ecuador and i've seen this populist candidate mm just rise up because everybody thinks that they are the next messiah they are the saviors when the reality is like you know the countries have always been great you know nobody needs saving it's just like these people are so good at messaging they make you believe that the good life that you have is just not good enough and i saw i remember uh reading about all the horrible things that he has done and and we can go into tell another time but i'm like i don't want this guy as my president. So became a citizen and uh, volunteered for the Hillary campaign. It was a little disorganized. <laughs> and it was quite an experience because I was knocking on doors that somebody else had already knocked in already in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or like I would go and there were like papers, flyers already there. That, that oh people my God, have, this, no, this so is we, like we the story like, of, of, of Broward County with elections. It Sorry, but, but it County. happened in 2018 as well. Sorry. Yeah, it, it continues to happen because we don't have a strategy. Oh, Nothing to be sorry about, just so like it is. Um, so anyway, so then um, out of necessity and out of probably feeling like the world was going to end because we knew what was coming, uh, me and a group of friends, uh, well, me and my best friend, uh, decided to have this thing called the resistance lunch. And it was just the first. It was just to, uh, for us to talk about what had happened. How did we get here? And that turned into something amazing. And yes. I said amazing because we were able to fundraise money. We were able to have candidates come and talk to us. But more than anything, we made alliances with people that otherwise would have, we would have never met, like the two of you. Yes. And, um, we love the resistance. Through that, I jo- <laughs> through that, I started learning more about politics. 
and uh, and I got involved with the Talking Democrats. And let me tell you, that was another uphill battle. Mm. It's, it's not easy. It, we make these organizations very, uh, very cliquish. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's oh, you know, like if you don't know much, you can't fit with us type of mentality. Ugh. And um, finally, after like a few challenges. I became a director and then I ran for president in 2019 last year. And my goal since I became a director is let's make this place inclusive for everybody. Everybody should, this should be a safe place for everybody. We as LGBTQ people cannot do everything ourselves. We need allies and I make sure that we have allies in our uh, board and our membership and I think we have created something really beautiful that a lot of people admire now, but the process was not easy. So every time I think, you know, like everybody, when we used to meet in person, like how do people feel when it's the first time? That is always on my mind. Are they going to come back? Um, the results were yes. Most of them did, not everybody, because we made it educational. Like we weren't expecting everybody to know how the process worked. And, and in 2018, my fantastic VP says, I will run for office with you if you allow me to teach people about other things. So we thought about microaggressions, diversity, equity, things that we all need to learn or be reminded of. And, and that's how I think we became successful. And, uh, and we rebuilt that trust, regained that trust that um, candidates used to have in the organization many years ago. And, uh, and we have grown and, 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 and we have other people who collaborate with us. So the question is, how is the party going to make it um, safe for everybody to join and, and make it attractive? I truly think the trick is in just bringing it down to the community. We're not, uh, we're not attracting the community. We are only going to the community when we need their vote. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we have to. We have to uh, start having barbecues on <laughs> on on, uh, on Memorial Day weekend, or barbecues on Labor Day weekend, or whatever it is as a party. Going to those neighborhoods and say, "Come on over, all Democrats and and guests, uh, to enjoy this." But we don't do that. Yeah. We're just asking people for things when we need them, but we're not giving them anything. I, I like that idea of community yeah. engagement. I think that's a really, really good idea. But also it's, um, I feel like because Broward has been blue for so long, it's very easy to sit back and go, well, I don't really have to do too much yeah. here because it's going to be blue. But the fact of the matter is the red is creeping in. In West Broward, yes. uh, I was at a polling place in Coral Springs where there were Proud Boys there sitting in the Donald Trump tent. Like this is a real thing in Broward County. Yes. It's not safely blue. And even though like 70, I think the 78% was a turnout for Democrats in Broward. Yeah. It could be 90. Like Collier County, which is over the other side of Everglades was 90% turnout. Yes. Like why can't we have that? And it's just that little bit of effort that Alfredo is talking about that you could build in two years that will have a 90% turnout. You know, I would love to see that. Yeah. It would be incredible. And I, I do want to ask one more question because yes. you talked about the 2016 election um, and you talked about sort of um, that being the catalyst for you getting involved. So why do you think Trump is so appealing after these last four years? We still have so many people who have voted for him despite, you know, the racist rhetoric, the tax evasion, the impeachment, COVID. What, what is his 
how to because when I listen to him, it, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, everything about everything he says is just hateful. So what what is the appeal now? We know what the appeal was then. You know, I'm going to be different. I'm going to drain the swamp and all of that. But but now they've seen him in action. Mm-hmm. So what is that appeal? So it's fear, in my opinion. It is fear. The fear of losing everything this country had because this is not an overnight. He's not an overnight mutation. He's, he's, he just didn't pop up one day. They, he did a fantastic job. And I'm saying fantastic, you know, like seriously. Because he went after, you know, the birther movement. And, and he was all the time denying that one thing from Obama, saying that he was not a, 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 a citizen of the United States. And there's also things that he didn't do, but it was created by the Republican and conservatives. You know, black men are, are shown as aggressive. Uh, you know, to, you, you need to fear black men. We need to fear Latino mm-hmm. men because they are going to come and, and, and rape your wife, rape your daughter. So that's not right. the reality. Uh, so there, oh, there's always been racism in America and everywhere in the world, to be honest. But now people have a, people have a way to show it because the doors, the gates have been opened. And if the leader, mm-hmm. you know, the president of the United States has always been, no matter who he was, it's always been the, that, 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 that figure that we look up to, you know, we're the, uh, uh, a republic, we're not a monarchy. So, so the right. president is the highest authority. And when we have a clown as president, and yes, I say the word clown, um, then <laughs> these people, people who are afraid of, you know, the white privilege, they're going to fear. They're going to fear everything because he has put that fear in them. That, that us Latino men or, or black men are aggressive or, or like or, or Latino communities, communities of color are lazy. We come to steal the job. Right. I am so tired of hearing that. Nobody's stealing American <laughs> jobs. Go ahead and take 10 white people and see if they want to go and pick berries in a field. Yeah, they won't do it. They won't <laughs> no, do it. No, nobody do it. Can we stop with that? But it goes back, I know, you know it's, it's such it's such garbage. It is garbage, and then but yet people believe it. That's the thing. I can tell you, immigrant illegal immigrants cannot take advantages of services unless you're in California that it has fantastic laws. You can't because you don't receive social security. Yet it right. is proven, and there are articles out there. Illegal immigrants um, use fake social security numbers to work here. And, and they pay taxes. Tax, you know, taxes are deducted. Where's the money go? Are you telling me that right. they're taking more? Illegal immigrants don't go to hospitals <laughs> because they're afraid to be deported. Yeah. So, so this whole... No, it's, if it's, they, it's, they talk about this, in those articles they say undocumented folks who they pay into taxes. If you were to remove all of those undocumented workers from the United States, we would use lose billions of dollars in taxes. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible how much they contribute, even though everybody wants to think they're here for a free ride or something like that's just not the case at all. I'm going to tell you the rich people that live in my neighborhood um, by, near the beach. Do you think they're going to clean their own houses? Uh, they wouldn't oh, hire a white person because he will charge him more. But they will hire somebody right. who is illegal here because they're paying forty dollars to clean a, a, a six thousand right. square feet uh, uh, home. They're the same people that are then going to complain about the undocumented, though they're hiring and using them. 
That's that's yes, the catch too. It is. It is. It's the hypocrisy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, I completely forgot what was the question, but <laughs> but I get. No, I think you answered. It was about Trump's appeal. Yeah. Yeah, but so that's what it appears. It, it, it's fear. It's fear. It's it's the fact that um, there's this thing in amongst. Uh, 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 I also think it's a little bit of lack of education because nobody's from this country unless you're, you know, American native. I mean, like mm, nobody can say right. yes unless you are like have some sort of percentage of native in your in your blood in your DNA. You're not from here, so we're all immigrants here. Uh, but for yeah. some reason, from 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 for many years, we have taken appropriation of this appropriation of this country, and they make everybody else who comes after us to believe that they are not welcome here. The land mm. of the free, the home of the brave, uh, uh, not so welcoming at times in history. Right, it's crazy. Right, it's really crazy, mm. and and that appeals. That is that is what these extremists believe. They, they it's a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a cult of 40, 40 million. 40 million strong, 55 million strong, whatever the number was. It's crazy. It's mind boggling. It's disturbing a little, a little, a lot. Yes. But, um, it is, it is, it is, uh, it is something that we need to work really hard on, on, uh, on educating and having conversations. Well, you have our support in this and in everything that you do. Yes. You know how much oh, we love you so much. You. And we really oh, you appreciate first- your support. Yeah. It's easy to support you when you're passionate, and uh, and yes, I'm gonna carry the two of you uh, before I enter a room. <laughs> you know how they do well, no uh, during uh, during the uh, uh, what do you call it during the State of the Union? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. Crazy. I'll just stand behind you with like a palm frond, where yeah. like you're Cleopatra, and I'm just like keeping you shaded. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sure. I love fun? it. Yes. Thank, uh, so thank you. Yeah, and thank you will, so much. We will, uh, you know, we'll be there for you and we're excited for you. And, and, you know, thank you again for everything that you do, helping us each week with our giving you our updates of who we're doing. Yes. So we don't double up. But. I sent mine yesterday. Oh, I haven't done mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, for the most part, sent it at, sent it at the last minute. But, uh, but I always but send out super early. I feel like you are, <laughs> but it's so amazing because it's, it's like you know, like you are like the teacher. You like prepare your lesson a week in advance, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the student who's like, oh shit, I gotta write something soon for this podcast. That's why it works. That's why it works. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. I, I'm gonna say one thing. Uh, it's the the mock podcast is the one episode where I don't want to be like I don't want to be part of your conversation uh, because I did something wrong uh, the, uh, the little muck yeah that's fine <laughs> yes little muck is the good one well, thank you thank, so th- much we love you thanks I again, love you too thanks for inviting me alright have a good night bye bye if you want to learn more about this week's guest please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.